Hello, everyone, and welcome to Almost Real, an honest talk between two friends. I'm Josh, and I'm joined with my lovely co-host and co-star and co-conspirator, Camilla. Hi, everyone. Co-conspirator. What the... Well, I mean, the... like, we, I mean, we can't talk about it on the podcast, but all those crimes we've done. You mean those we did together? <laughs> you know the things you've of done. Of course. How could I ever forget that? Anyway, it's not for the podcast. Uh, instead, let's have an honest talk between two friends uh, about real things. So, Camilla, uh, what's new with you? How are you doing? With a little, little friend check-in at the top of the episode. What's new with Camilla? I'm going to put like a little musical sting in. Nothing much, actually. Just little, so, little bits of that, really? of that and the... <laughs> No. Uh, no, of course not. It's been... So soon... School is going to start tomorrow, I think. School is starting tomorrow here. And everyone kind of came back home yesterday. And they were chilling a lot in their gardens. And just in the park and everywhere. And tonight, it's complete silence. Like, I'm in the garden... And I think I'm the only one talking. I barely can hear any other sound. Are you just going out into your garden and going, wow, it's just me out here. It's so nice. Well, you know, you go out to look at the stars from time to time. Sure. As you always do. Where are we? <laughs> we are in the real world. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's true. Uh, <laughs> I'm at a place, conservatory. That's right in the garden that I have in the place where I live now. So technically, I'm kind of in the garden. That's why I hear or don't any other neighbors. But it has been quiet since like 7 p.m. already. I think everyone was just going to sleep early, just try to get ready for tomorrow for a big day. So um, I think school on my mind. Your daughter is too young for school, right? Is she going to kindergarten? Uh, she will be, yeah. She will be going to kindergarten, yeah. Now, she will start nursery kindergarten this October, but from... Ooh. Yeah, and later on she will be preschool, but she still is not at this age. But in the UK they start school at four, and as her birthday is in summer, She's going to be one of the youngest kids to go to school because she has a friend who was born in autumn and they're similar age, but he's going to school one year later than her. Because he won't be four until after admissions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting, yeah. interesting, interesting. But school, schools are, I know, when I left school myself, I was so happy that it kind of, the spirit of my life ended because I'm not a morning person. I hate waking up in the morning. It's just like the worst nightmare for me. Was that always the case though? Because I think quite often with young kids, you having a young child yourself, they love waking up early in the morning. They're like, oh man, it's 5 a.m. time to jump on the bed. Time to, I don't know, break something. Weird enough, it's easier for me to wake up for my daughter rather than for, I don't know, a job. I don't well, I don't find that weird. That makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, just generally I'm not I'm not a morning person. I talk less, I am very grumpy, 
I do make a lot of effort not to be like that for my daughter in mornings, but also as she has her dad, who is my partner, he quite often takes mornings off my hands. So like he is in the morning with her most of the time and I can sleep a little bit longer. Well, it's good that you have, yeah, that arrangement. <laughs> as it were. Yeah. No, I mean, mornings are not about... For example, today I was the one who woke up early and we did pancakes together with my daughter. It was really nice. And then we mixed dough for, for bread. So, I mean, it's it's pretty, it's pretty nice. I guess it's Sunday morning, right? That's what you do on a Sunday yeah. morning is you... Yeah, you, you make brunch, you have, yeah, a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's nice. Fresh baked bread too. So good. Remember, remember in the pandemic during that time period when everyone was making bread, where everyone's like, "I'm going to be at home and I'm going to make bread." You did you end up doing that? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. A hundred percent. My first, my first loaf of bread I made was such a travesty, though. <laughs> so bad. It was. I don't know if I didn't let the yeast activate enough or whatever it was. It was. It was flat. It was dense. Uh, my wife's like, this is good, grimacing through the pain of trying to chew and eat it. <laughs> but the second loaf turned out much better, uh, I good. would say. But yeah, no, it was, <laughs> what a wild time where everyone collectively throughout the world went, it's time to bake bread. No, I just, I, um, I, I didn't do that during the pandemic because I love to bake. I never liked to bake bread because I didn't really understand how to make it. And I didn't like to have this, like this thing that you kind of activate uh, and then you add a little piece of it into yeast. your- Yeast. No, no, no. <laughs> yeast, I know. <laughs> is it, are you talking about like a sourdough starter? Yeah, 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 like a starter. But there is this specific word that they use for it. No, I forgot you know the, the word. French anyway, word for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to remember the French word for it, but I can't. It's also the same word being used when uh, they start croissant dough, like the real croissant. Le vent, maybe le vent, but I'm not sure. I've I've watched a masterclass. The vent? No, no, no. Le, le vent. Le... No. <laughs> le vent. Is that not just the vent? <laughs> it's not just the vent. Is it like the purpose of it? I mean, I'm uncultured, you know, North American rubbish, uh, but le vent. <laughs> Sounds a lot. Sounds a lot like to me, like the vent. And considering it is where the steam escapes from, almost like a vent. No. 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 Well, then what is it in English? I don't know. They use the French word all the time. I'm gonna. Well, I mean, I'm gonna, British. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. You, you, you keep talking. You keep talking. I'm gonna look up Le Vent. <laughs> I watched a masterclass on how to make croissants for thirty minutes. Can you imagine that? I once did that in my life because yeah. I really wanted to make proper croissant. Yeah, okay, you know me. You probably. Won't imagine. <laughs> I do know you. French, French, French. French Search for a language. Uh, French. French dough starter. I'm gonna type in the vent and see what comes up. No, just right. Oh. Le, it's L E what? Le vent. The le, vent. No, le vent. No. Is it's, it, it's is it all, pronounced is it mirrored on your screen? It's no. It, it yeah. It, no, le it's vent. it's pronounced le vent. It's Levant, and I'm saying Well, Levant. let me write it in French. Levant. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is this is this you correcting my pronunciation of me being correct, though? No, no. I wait. Let me let me have a look at this as well. Le vent. Yeah, le vent. That's the word. What's le vent? Le vent. And how is it different from a starter? Look, I even found a. I even found an article about that. Basically, it's a dough starter. But but British people use this word. They say le vent. Like, 
in a broken French. They say courgette and aubergine. What else did you expect from them? Oh, actually, look, look what, look what it says. I, I can't see. It's so blurry. Okay. Uh, so okay, it says le- leaven, uh, or it actually says Levin. sourdough. Le- 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 yeah. L e a v e n. Leaven. Leavened. Like leavened bread. Why do you add T? No. Duh. Leavened. <laughs> leavened. <laughs> Not uh, Any- Not leavened. <laughs> Levon. No. Anyway. Levon. This this thing. And you kind of need to grow it. I I don't I don't want to get my head around that. I'm so wrong about this, and I'm 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 really fighting to be right about something I'm so wrong about. Anyway. Anyway, uh, bread. I make very simple bread now. It's very simple. It doesn't have levant in it. I definitely, when I made bread, did not add levant into it. No. Well, I mean. Everyone here were obsessed with that idea. So that you kind of make this dough starter and you kind of grow it in your fridge or I know on your window seal. I don't remember the procedure for that. I think for fermentation, you need to put it into the fridge. Otherwise it would, well, it would make, it would become sour, which is kind of the thing you want. So you'll probably, well, anyway, <laughs> too complicated for me. It was too complicated for me. <laughs> so I didn't make it. Um, but I found very easy recipes for some different, like baguette and sort of like just basic white bread and basic wholemeal loaf. And I quite like them. So I kind of make them from time to time because they're super easy. Super easy. That's fantastic. I, there's nothing better than homemade bread. That, well, there's some things that are better, but it's it's up there. It's to, it's near the top of the list for sure. It's nice, yeah. It's nice to have. It, it's also I the, the know, smell of I a freshly baked bread. I can send you the recipe. It's, it's very. It's easy. a very. So I just, uh, uh, you, uh. as you heard, I just got a message from my father in into our family chat. So here's what my dad sent. I'm at the bathroom outside the women's on the bench from yesterday. So they obviously have lost each other. And they're using the chat that we're in because apparently this is very important for my wife and I to also know where my dad is located in relation to the bathrooms. And this is why, <laughs> this is this is one of the reasons why my wife and I talk about they should have a separate chat. To be fair, if they have an av- another chat, they might kind of get lost between all the chats that they have and write some occasional po- like messages. No. Into her own chat? No? No, we're not a very social family. <laughs> <laughs> they just need they just need a separate one that's like, this is like our work chat, because this is a work thing that we're doing. Funny. My dad's also horrible with technology. It frightens him. It makes him feel anxious and nervous. For years and years and years and years, he didn't have a cell phone. And then, when he gets it, he can't stop using it, I guess? But for like games. So my dad went through a very big Candy Crush like moment. My dad played so much Candy Crush. So much time he spent on the can- on Candy Crush. Now he doesn't play Candy Crush anymore. He plays Hearts. Hours. Well, speaking of games, I never <laughs> could get into any game. I mean, like if I like something, I could play it for like, I don't know, two weeks tops. And then I just forget about it. Because I, I mean... Like, all those games sort of, like, the Counter-Strike, Warhammer. Yeah. 
I tried playing, I think, Counter-Strike, and I ended up hiding somewhere behind a barrel, chatting to everyone who was in the game, because I was bored. <laughs> and my friend, who... <laughs> who gave me his profile and he was like I can't believe you don't play that I was like well let's see let's I'll give it a shot so I started playing I got very bored I hid behind yeah I think a barrel or something I kind of found a spot yeah and I basically started chatting with everyone because there is a live chat of everyone playing right and there are mainly yeah. boys and I was a girl and they're like oh my god you're a real girl I was like yes I am what's the deal and the moment my friend came back he was like what you're doing I was like well I'm I'm, I'm chatting with everyone he's like why I was bored I wanted to talk to someone <laughs> I get such anxiety with playing with people online. I'm a very socially anxious person. I don't know what it is, but I can't, like, I get, like, sweaty and hot. And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. If I have to play a game with online communication, I just don't know how to communicate with people online. So hearing your story where you were like, I got so bored of the game, I just hid, uh, fills me with just incredible amounts of anxiety of the idea of having to just talk to a bunch of strangers uh, somewhere out there in the world. Texting is also anxious for you. Like, I was not really talking to them. I was just, like, sending messages, like, texting in the chat. It's the yes. same amount of anxiety. It's such a weird thing. Like, I, I become, like, super hyper aware. Like, talking to people face to face, I find much easier to navigate. But when I'm online, I don't know, I feel like there's more pressure almost in a way. And I, I really, like, I have such a, such a, like, I don't want to be othered sort of complex. I'm just so worried I'm going to say the wrong thing and be, like, ostracized from a group. Which is wild because it's the internet and who cares? No one knows me. It's not a reflection on me at all, but it's just, it's so in my brain. The way I, like, just thinking about it right now, I'm starting to get, like, a little, like, like I just I yeah it's it's very tough for me uh, and I do not enjoy those kinds of games where you have this like social interaction if it's with people I already know that's great that's so much fun if it's with strangers it's so hard it's so so hard I think I kind of get the idea about feeling as an outer by saying something wrong or like even not wrong but something that I would think wouldn't fit into the community I don't have this online because I don't really worry that much about strangers. That's why it's very easy for me to have any kind of conversations with strangers. Not so long ago, I had a very random guy at a shop. I just went out of a small local shop and there was this guy and he, his name was Christ, I think. He, he called himself Christ. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> he was Chris. I made him Christ in my head uh, because it felt like he he was too very religious guy. And I was like, okay. What he said, he started sharing some very deep thoughts with me. And the moment I say that I'm actually Russian, kind of shocked him a bit. But then he said, I actually think like your president is the true guy. Like he tells the truth, like honest, honesty. Oh, and I was like, no. <laughs> I just came out of the shop. I wanted to eat no. a sandwich. I was waiting to eat a sandwich. And I was eating a sandwich because I wanted to eat a sandwich. And he was telling me all this while I was eating a sandwich. And I was like, 
But I'm a political scientist, so, and I'm a sociologist, so I kind of, I've talked to a lot of different people with a lot of different opinions. So I never kind of rush on any decisions, basically, or judgments about people. I'm like, okay, you feel like he's been honest. I was like, what brought you to this idea? How did you come up with this conclusion? He was like, oh, so I watched our politicians talking about his speeches, but then I saw his actual speech being translated, of course, but still... He, him talking and it felt very honest and from the coming from the heart i was like okay sounds sounds fine i mean different people feel different things from different politicians people friends whatever no problem it is a feeling you got oh <laughs> then i usually say my usual judgment about politicians how bad or good they are is the level of the society like the level of life of the society that they lead has and if the level is very low that means that they are probably doing a bad management job because they're basically just managing the country so i'm telling him like the level of life in russia is very low and it's getting even lower now not speaking of another country that he's just destroying basically on other people's like for no reason like he's killing lots of people for no reason and at this moment he's like hmm Interesting. But here in Britain, he kind of got back to the loop. Mm -hmm. Things are not that good as well. Things are getting worse. I was like, I know, but I've been there and I've been here. And here things are much, much better <laughs> than there. And your worse is, is not really worse in Russia. Like, your worse is kind of Russian good. So yeah, that's a casual conversation I have with strangers from time to time. Out of my, coming out of my shop. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Lately, I have been noticing that I am just not good in social situations. I used to be probably better. Maybe it's a COVID thing, regression, sort of. Haven't been out as social as, uh, as I was before. But yeah, even just yesterday, we we're puppy-sitting. So we, we need to take her out for walks so she's not as crazy. So we went to the dog park last night. Really nice dog park. Huge dog park. Right next to the river. Beautiful. And a bunch of people also had their dogs there. And their dogs are all running around. They're all playing with each other. We were the only people who had brought, like, balls to throw. Uh, and then the other dogs loved that. And they were also trying to get the balls. And everyone was being chased. And we were the, you know, the most favorite people at the dog park. This is all tangential <laughs> to the actual what I'm speaking about, which is the owners come up and they talk to you and they go, oh, your dog's so nice. Oh, yeah, she's so, like, she looks so good. What is she? Da -da -da -da. Just like this kind of small talk. And I don't know if it's like, I'm just not interested in you and your dog, or I'm just not interested in this conversation, but it's a lot of me going, oh, yeah, no, she's like a standard poodle, and yeah, she's nine months. Just silence. I don't do follow-up questions, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do in this situation. We're just going to walk away now. But did you want to interact with these people? Do I No, I no. <laughs> I have no interest uh, in them. I never saw you struggle with a conversation like a small talk or stuff like that. So I thought that you were super easygoing with a small talk with anyone, basically. Well, turns out I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you were so wrong. I've always been very introverted. And I can, I can like, like all introverts, right, turn it on and, you know, interact with humanity. It's just exhausting. And I don't know, maybe I'm just more tired in my old age or... <laughs> getting more crotchety I'm, i've hit my old man stride and i'm only in my 30s just hit it really really early i don't know 
probably need to do a little bit more self-reflection. But yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's weird for me to, to interact with people. And it could be that maybe it's still a little bit of culture shock. There's not a lot of small talk that happens in a shop in, say, Moscow. Not a lot of people go, oh, you're buying two tubes of Pringles. You must be having a party tonight. <laughs> like, nah, man, it's just been a sad week. It's just been a real sad week. No, but I mean, it's very um, interesting. I mean, when you do a lot of interviews on the street, it's not an easy thing to do in Russia. And I think it's like a hard way of learning how to talk to strangers because I've had lots of situations. I've had once a man who was trying to convince me that I'm not from Moscow originally. But it gives you kind of hardcore skills on talking to strangers. I used to do fundraising when I was kind of fresh out of college. So I, I wasn't, I did it a little bit on the street. So getting people to try and donate to charity. Uh, we were working with UNICEF and UNHCR, so political groups, United Nations groups. People had a lot to say about that. But I primarily did door-to-door, so knocking on strangers' doors and talking and engaging with them. So I feel you <laughs> in that sense yeah, of yeah. like, yeah, it is trial yeah. by fire to, you know, start up a conversation and elicit a response and try to, in my case, try to get money from them, which was uh, which was hard. But it's still like, like, I agree with you that there are a lot of skills you pick up in that. And that's why I think maybe it is post-COVID changing countries sort of still adjusting to where I'm at sort of situation because I did I was more sociable I had more social skills more Mm. social grace as it were now I'm like a big old panda bear you know how they kind of like just totter around they fall over a bunch and everyone's like oh that's kind of cute but like why are we still so focusing so much energy on keeping this thing alive so (laughs) that's kind of where I'm at (laughs) well can you imagine how a new mom or new parents feel like when they just welcomed a baby and they just have been basically in their family circle only for a few months and then they kind of start to go somewhere? I felt so bad talking to people. I felt like I was saying all the wrong things. Although I never said anything rude to anyone and I was just like asking like, how are you doing? How is life? Oh, this is so nice and stuff like that. And I I felt very weird after after a few months of um, welcoming my daughter, just going out and talking to people. And, and I mean, you can't really talk about poop with people. You're like, oh, but her poop changed. That's good. Or like that she crawled two steps further today than yesterday. It's like people don't care. My daughter ate avocado and she was all in avocado. But, well, at least it's not poop. So I was like, okay, that's better to share. Oh, well, hey, depends on your diet, but it could look very much like it. <laughs> True, yeah. Oh, diet no. dependent. Diet dependent. Uh, I think that's actually avocado's slogan. Diet dependent. This could look like your poop. Really? No, it's not actually their slogan, Camilla. There's no avocado farm out there that's like, hey, you know how to get those teens to eat our big green berries? Well, 
it's not cheap here, but it's not like crazy expensive. You could still afford to buy it. You won't really think too much before buying it. Miss Money Pants over here just buying avocados like they're like they're apples. You're buying avocados like they're apples. Mrs. Money Bags. I even didn't forget to put a ring today on my finger. <laughs> Actually, I'm so shocked. People are very when uh, our friend figured out that neither me nor my husband really care about wearing a ring that we constantly forget putting it on that yeah we just basically don't really care because it doesn't change anything like if you have a ring if you don't it doesn't stop you being married to someone um it just doesn't it's not the way it works but our friend was very confused that we don't care about it she was like but how why don't you put it on we were like because we forget she's like why do you put it off we're like because it's so comfortable to sleep with it she's like if i marry i think i'll be wearing a ring all the time i was like oh okay okay no problems i mean Good people do that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very very happy but like and and as far as i understand people are very confused and also i've realized when that when i'm on playgrounds without a ring and alone with a baby i feel like some fathers are afraid to talk to me or like they are more concerned talking to me it's it's actually interesting how we are overthinking that so much while there are lots of people who really actually flirt with others and it's usually very clearly seen through the way they talk, the way they act. And I'm 100% sure that the way you talk, it's just politeness, I'd say. Uh, no, well, to be fair, okay, wait, wait. I was just thinking, I'm a very flirty person. I flirt. I mean, I flirt. I It doesn't go anywhere further because we're. I'm not in polyamorous relationship. I like... And I mean, if I want to do something, I, I'd rather just get into a po try a polyamorous relationship rather than destroy the relationship I have now. I mean, something, something like that. Either open or poly. You're not going to do anything because you respect your husband. Yes. Well, because, no, no, no. Not really. No, you don't respect him. Sorry. I spoke, I spoke to you. I spoke to you. I didn't mean that. Damn it. He's listening to that. <laughs> he's just he's, he's right behind the, the camera there right just shaking his no head. no right now no 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 um anyway because we kind of agreed to that like if we want to do something else we just talk uh before doing stuff so basically i'm a flirty person and i flirt and he knows about that and i like doing that so sometimes i do really flirt with other people not fathers on the playgrounds. This is a very weird zone for me. Like, I would never. And also, lots of women are very protective of their man. They're very afraid someone might want to steal them. Yeah, anyway, not on the playgrounds. I flirt with, like, random guys somewhere. I haven't been... I haven't done this in a while, so I don't even remember where I do this usually. Um... <laughs> Everywhere, Camilla but flirts I everywhere. Did, that's not true, but I, I, I did, I did like to do it a lot uh, before, and I mean, sometimes people confuse that for me wanting something else, and it's not going anywhere. Sorry about that. It's just, <laughs> I just wanted to have some fun. Sorry, bye. <laughs> yeah, it's basically. I think it's just me loving to act different differently just different personalities different characters always liked it um and i kind of implemented it into my life it's probably not very healthy not very good but there is there's gonna be a psychologist listening to this sometime in the future <laughs> and go ah 
so much to unpack here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I probably also need a therapist. But I mean, they're super expensive. That's also another problem. But you can afford avocados. Obviously, you can afford a therapist. <laughs> avocados. Oh, really? Let's just skip avocados all in all. Yes, let's shift shift topics. Here we are, abruptly shifting topics to the main thing we were supposed to talk about. It's not the main thing. No, don't make it the main thing. <laughs> What's the main thing now? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. It's not... I just... Uh, hmm, don't really think that people talk about that. What did you read on the internet? So, I read about a boyfriend, or I don't, I don't remember what kind of relationship they had. I think boyfriend-girlfriend. So, boyfriend was complaining anonymously about his girlfriend not shaving her armpits. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. And he shaves his armpits too, correct? Well, he didn't say that, uh, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Your thoughts? Oh, my thoughts. Uh, it's unfair to ask someone to do something you're not willing to do yourself. I'm not a huge fan of body hair in general, but mostly on me. I don't really care if it's on a woman. Uh, I do shave my armpits. Uh, I'm a very sweaty, smelly guy, and I find that it does help. So I'm pro shaving armpits, but I'm also pro not telling a woman what to do with her body. So pro shaving armpits for me personally, and pro not telling a woman she should do something with her body. That's sort of where I'm at. Uh, yeah. What about you, Camilla? Well, how do you feel about body hair? I actually have a very long relationship with body hair because I always hated my body hair. And I had a lot of body hair. I still have. And they're dark because I have dark hair. Everything's dark. And it's like, you can see this hair. You can't pretend like they don't exist. And as everyone throughout my like teenage years and later at the university, they had shiny smooth legs, zero hair in the armpits, ideal brows. I was like, oh man, I'm gross. I'm like, I have hair everywhere. They're just, I can't, I can't handle this. It's just too much. So I was waxing mostly, but the problem with waxing is that you still need to wait for the hair to grow after you waxed so that you can wax again. So there is this period of time when you're hairy. So I kind of got back into shaving and it's just a disaster because I had redness and like itchiness everywhere. It's just the worst. My skin was very sensitive to razor. I knew that, but I still just took a razor and just shaved my leg without any, I don't know, sort of like scrubbing my legs before, like putting, yeah, putting some cream on before. No, nothing, nothing. Why, why, why would I? Or after even. Or after, nothing. No, no. Camilla, I... <laughs> so bad for your skin. <laughs> I know, I know. But I was, yeah, mm, I was old enough to know better, but I didn't. I think it kind of goes back to body shaming or like how you shame your body or how you are comfortable or uncomfortable with it. And only recently I have started to kind of work on this a lot and I kind of started to let this hair thing go. Like if I have hairy legs and I wear a skirt, I don't really care about it because it's very hot outside and I want to wear a skirt. Yes, I would still think a lot about it. I would still see my leg. I would put a longer skirt, but still tiny steps, tiny steps. So you kind of have to love your body. It's so much better for you. And I'm just starting to work on it. All of this being said, is there a better feeling than freshly shaved legs 
under the sheets because i remember when i was in university i was doing a play i was in a play i was cast in a play and uh, the character there was a line in the play about how he had shaved legs so i had to shave my legs and i had to shave my legs multiple times over the course of doing this show funny thing too is i didn't have to shave all of my legs because i was wearing like boxers on stage so i did only shave up to like where the boxers were so i had like little furry shorts neither here nor there but i remember like having like shaved my legs and then got into bed and just being like had like like the, my legs rub against each other and the blankets and stuff and i was like this feels so good <laughs> It is a very good and satisfying feeling. Anyone listening out there who has never experienced that, <laughs> you should try it. On this note that you said, I felt I feel like sh I need to share this um, thread uh, that I read um, about man feeling feelings to other men. And one man was like writing a comment about Henry Cavill, basically. And he said that if Henry Cavill would come to me in his witcher costume, kind of pressed my hands against the wall and would start kind of kissing me or something like that, I would be absolutely fine with that. Um, and there are other men, they're like, yeah, yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I could see people being very attracted to that. I would find that intimidating and scary. <laughs> True, yeah. And Henry Cavill, I mean... if you are listening, um, <laughs> why first of all uh second of all thank you and third of all please don't <laughs> for me i'm sure camilla would be all up for that no no i i i i hate feeling any sort of like when people make me do things so if someone would press me against the wall like my first i would never be like sexually aroused from that the first thing i would want to do is just punch this person in the face or like just get i mean get myself free that's the point um sadly women still need to be aware of that um a lot and that's sad uh, so i wouldn't like that only if it was an agreed um role playing that we would come up to <laughs> then probably yes any situation i present is always consent consensual yeah yeah so if it's consensual then yes without consent no please don't even if you're awesome and hot and you know everyone wants you please don't <laughs> Yeah, I think that should go without saying. Hopefully, uh, it's uh, kind of sad that we live in a world where it doesn't. Anyway, off topic, hair on legs, <laughs> hair on bodies, hairy bodies. What? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's exactly. Fine. It's just fine. It's, ev it's everyone fine. has yeah. hair. It just, I'm so shocked that people still Well, not still everyone has hair. True. But I'm very confused how people are still confused by hairy bodies. Doesn't make you better or worse. It's just hair. With hair, you shouldn't care. <laughs> well, Bob, even I without think we've got it, we found we found the slogan for our avocado farm. <laughs> even without hair, you shouldn't. Care. I think for avocado, it's a... <laughs> yeah, it's more without hair, you shouldn't care. <laughs> No, with hair you also should. Oh, for avocados. For with avocados, hair, be yeah. aware. Without with hair, be aware hair without. no scare. We, yeah, avocados. Ba da bow, bow, do bow. 
World's I don't know. Unfair. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Yeah, it's a we bit We sure talked about avocados a lot. Yeah, that's weird. Why are we talking about avocados? I'm not even such a big fan They're of avocados. They're expensive. So what? You're there not, are so many I, other expensive I things. Like <laughs> All fruits and vegetables are so expensive. The inflation here in Canada. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. I'll, I'll talk for too long. I'll be, I'm, I'm too upset. I'm getting too upset already. You know why I'm probably talking about avocado so much? I might be hungry. Oh, yeah. That could be. Could be. There it is. There it is. We're growing cucumbers and tomatoes in our garden. So are we. Yay, that's sweet. We're old and sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's the best, though. It's the coolest thing to, like, plant a plant and then get stuff from it. It. Oh, my God. It's the coolest thing. And then you're like, I'm going to take this tomato and I want to chop it up in this cucumber. I'm going to put it in a salad. It's going to be amazing. And it is. Oh, I love it. I absolutely, I keep thinking now, I'm like, what else can we plant? We have no space, no land. We are on a mountain and we have no yard. Um, our, our tomatoes grow in a box. You could do it on a balcony. We, we do. Yeah, we do have lots of space on our balcony too. And just get some boxes and, and plant a bunch of stuff. I thought about it too. I'm like, it would be so great to have like a little orchard or something like a bunch of fruit trees, mostly because inflation has made the price of fruit skyrocket. Wait until you get a kid who's going to eat all the berries, like blueberries, raspberries and strawberries all the time. And you will have to buy that all the time because you would want to give your baby the best so it's a whole new level yeah so let's buy some land together and <laughs> have an orchard and then it's free one of our other friend um it's been a while that she has been suggesting us buying an island together uh living there by our own community <laughs> in our own community growing Build stuff <laughs> My mom talks about that sometimes where she's like, oh, it'd be great if we bought like a large piece of land and we had like three houses and all of us could live on the land and have, uh, have these different houses for each of us. So we don't have to live together, but we can all still kind of live together. I mean, it's not a crazy idea. I remember some friends, they were like, they also had a kid and like, especially families with kids of similar age. It's like super expensive to buy a house, but if you buy like a big house and share it, together with like between two families it's much much easier to afford i even again read a thing on internet how two single moms with uh, approximately similar aged kids bought a house together because individually they couldn't afford it but together they they did and they were just it's it's just uh, free babysitting you can it's basically like co-parenting if you are divorced I, yeah it's i was so confused by this by this thought how everyone is so happy when they're just co-parenting after a divorce i was like are you just like you're literally promoting it too well <laughs> that people need to get divorced <laughs> you had to talk to your husband a little bit uh <laughs> i i told i told him all this stuff because like you know the thing that they tell me they're like oh i got my social life back because i kind of have three days off and um it's kind of the way they do it now is either a kid lives with a mother for three days then a father for the rest or like like they split the days basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or the kid lives at the flat that they both bought and they come to the kid like for some days and for like they share days. But for the rest of the days when they're not with kid, they can just basically do what they did when they didn't have a baby, which you basically can't do if you are a family with a baby. I mean, not promoting to get divorced because I'm not and I'm, I'm I hope I won't 
be getting a divorce anytime soon. <laughs> Depends if your husband listens to this podcast. It, it was... <laughs> he, he will. Um, but you will cut. But you will oh, no. cut. <laughs> but you will cut. <laughs> uh, anyway, so just people were promoting this idea so well. I was like, you just need to do a work. <laughs> just don't be so good at this job. Just stop promoting this. This is unhealthy. Don't do that. <laughs> stop promoting this. It isn't healthy. Well, I, I sort of on the same track, I've really thought about, you know how you can buy like one euro houses in like Italy. They're garbage places that no one wants to live and places no one wants to live. But they often have like 10 15 20 houses like they're they're like decaying like dying villages and i was like well if we got like you know 20 people together 20 like friends together and we all bought a place in italy and we all spent time like fixing it up and like taking over this village essentially build like a little theater there or something do like shows and whatnot be fantastic that would be so cool That would be great. Revitalize the community, bring arts in, have a little commune. It's actually a thing. I am an an acquaintance of mine. She actually launched a business uh, where she, what, what she was organizing were tourist trips into not abandoned villages, but villages that are very, very small and like with three houses or like two houses. And the idea was that people actually go there to kind of help develop them. Uh, First of all, they bring money into those villages because they're tourists and they kind of explore everything and buy things that they produce. So they promote, so they kind of help flourish the businesses that are still there. They promote other businesses to start appearing in those villages. And they also just bring people there. And those people like locals, they kind of interact with more people they kind of share their culture they have lots of stories to tell and this is just great when i heard and saw this project and i'm very happy it still exists uh i was very very interested in that and what you're saying is quite similar although i mean you you kind of thought about abandoned as far as i understand like abandoned places where you could just kind of revivify no, oh, no, there's, there's there's programs there's programs in uh, like italy comes to mind but they're all over where there's uh, declining villages and they have these almost like derelict buildings that they have like the one euro plan. So you go in and you buy a place or like a former like historical site for a euro, but you have to come up with like a three-year plan on how you're going to like retrofit. And uh, and if it's like a historic site, then you have to be like, okay, you know, how am I going to use this to increase like tourism or whatever? What am I going to turn this into, right? I'm going to buy this castle, but I need to, like, make it into an Airbnb. But it's really nice, I think. Um, Although you do need to make it right. Some people just um, get it to get profit from it, which is not what it's all about. It's not always just about the profit. No, it's it's about starting a commune so you can sustainably live together. (laughs) It's about history that you can share And everyone can raise everyone else's kids. Yeah. So you can go out and you can party on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't really want to party anymore. This is dumb. I don't know. <laughs> Partying is not any something I miss, to be honest. But I do miss a little bit this freedom of, like, if you saw, for example, like a theater show where you want to go to, if you don't have kids, you can just, yeah, 
grab your things and go. If you have a kid, you, well, you got to plan that. And also, if you want to go there with your partner, well. It's trickier. <laughs> yeah, you got to find a babysitter. Eventually. Yeah. 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 And it like yeah. doubles the price. And you're like, hmm, can I afford this? Hmm, probably not. Right. Okay, let's just watch a movie. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's not bad, uh, but uh, still. Well, Camilla, it feels like we're kind of approaching a natural end. You want me to make an outro, right? I do want you to make an outro. I'm going to put you on the spot and make you do an outro. Uh, sure, sure. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for watching, if you did. I hope you liked it. Uh, don't th- don't take things too seriously. We're, we're almost real. Uh, we're Camilla and Josh, two friends, are talking about life. Hope you enjoyed that. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Take care. Ah, should I stop recording, probably? Yeah.